Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. During last week's message, I made a side comment, um, almost as a throwaway comment, and said, this is its own sermon, its own message. And uh, apparently, it's this week's message. <laughs> uh, the, the statement was, uh, we become ourselves in community. We are shaped in relationship. And this showed up in uh, lots of ways this week. So I'm a little scattered. I was telling the group, I'll tell you now, I was telling the group in the back room before we started that each week, uh, as I prepare, each time I'm preparing a message here, it feels like I spend all this time gathering these bits and I'm checking my traps and they all seem to connect and I, and they, and I end up with this like armload of just little bits and pieces that make sense to me. Uh, and then I get up here and I just kind of go, <laughs> like, catch, good luck. <laughs> At least that's how it, it feels within me. Um, and, and a few people assured me you don't feel it, uh, that it doesn't come across that way, but let me just tell you, I feel that way again this week. Bits and pieces. Spirit handles it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> um, Okay, let's start with the text, Luke 5. I read the whole chapter, and if you want some bonus reading later, uh, I invite you to read Luke 5. The five scenes within this chapter all have something to do with help, the dynamic of help. Who offers it? Who receives it? Is it invited? Is it uh, not invited? I think Jesus is doing something in the trajectory of, well, I think Jesus is doing something all the time. I think Luke, when he wrote this down, is doing something in the telling, in the trajectory. But I'll read the one smack in the middle, Luke 5, 17 through 26. One day as Jesus was teaching, there were Pharisees and experts on the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of God was present for Jesus to heal the sick. Then some people appeared, carrying a paralyzed person on a mat. They tried to carry the individual into the house to set in front of Jesus, but the crowd made it impossible to get in. So they went up on the roof, made an opening in the tiles, and lowered the paralyzed one into the middle of the gathering in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said, My friend, your sins are forgiven you. The religious scholars and the Pharisees began to murmur among themselves, who is this person talking blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their thoughts, responded to them and said, why do you harbor such thoughts in your hearts? 
Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say, get up and walk? But to prove to you that the chosen one has authority on earth to forgive sins, then he turned to the paralyzed person. I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately, the individual stood up in front of them, picked up the mat and went home praising God. They were all filled with awe and praised God saying, we have seen remarkable things today. In this trajectory of the dynamics of help, I hear the Pharisees saying, you don't have the authority to help. But the four friends, well, Mark says it's four. Luke doesn't say how many friends there are. They say, we've heard that you're the one who can help. We're going to carry our friend to you, Jesus. We're going to go through the roof. What is a roof to a life? And in response to the Pharisees, you don't have the right or authority to help. Jesus says, okay, I'll double down on that. I'm forgiving his sins and healing his body. <laughs> Game on, Pharisees. <laughs> you want to roll? <laughs> uh, and I'd like to show a video at this time. I've heard this story from Luke 5 since I was a tiny tot in a Baptist Sunday school um, you know, flannel graphs and what have you. Um, but this happened last year. During this part of our message, we paused to watch a YouTube clip called We Carry Kevin. If you want to watch that, you can search YouTube uh, for We Carry Kevin. Kevin is spelled K-E-V-A-N. Okay, back to our message. is people helping people. Oh, you, I just melted when I heard that. But like a half a minute before that, when they're showing his friend like climbing to the top of a lookout tower and his voiceover is saying, we defined, we redefined accessibility because, pause, and I'm thinking, because your friends hoofed you up a mountain. <laughs> and then he says, because we did it differently. And I'm like, we nothing, your friends hoofed it up a mountain shows my own uh, bias, shows my own hand in that of who is helping who, who is changing who and shaping who. Um, I have rarely um, had the benefit of experience that I've heard friends say um, that they are more impacted when they are serving people who they would consider less capable than themselves. Um, I have limited experience of that. And so uh, this video keeps me humble. This uh, testimony from friends keeps me humble. And that's one of the dynamics within Luke 5 of who's helping who, that Jesus is upending. I love it. Kevin, we carry Kevin. Uh, I looked up a little bit more about his story, and he's um, 75 pound, 32 year old. Um, that's a, that's a task, you know? But what we don't see, I mean, we see a little bit in a two, two and a half minute video. What we don't see is, uh, what is his uh, character? He seems joyful and happy. Like, what's, what's it like to be those five guys traveling together? And it made me think of uh, my high school basketball team. When I, was, when I finally made the varsity team my senior year, <clears throat> the girl who got the most inspirational award at the end of the season 
had the least playing time, and she was on the bench yelling the whole time, cheering, supporting. Uh, coach controlled who was on the court, but she knew I have something to offer from the sidelines. Um, and so I would be curious to meet Kevin. <laughs> I want to know what he knows, how he has joy. Shift gears a little bit. Uh, the movie about Freddie Mercury's life, Bohemian Rhapsody, if you've seen it, it's lovely, and the Queen songs will be in your head for a week. But I heard the gospel in that one too. I heard the gospel in this video, heard good news in Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, according to the movie version, um, after the, the band has formed and hit it big, and uh, Freddie's gotten offers to do solo projects, and so he leaves the band and says, I, th I think he literally says, I don't need you. And there's this rift. Uh, he ends up getting isolated from all good, caring relationships. And in the process of being sought out by one friend and being reconciled with his bandmates, what he says to his bandmates is, yeah, I went and I got to do this solo project and was thrown all this money and I had this backup band, all these guys playing all these instruments, but the problem was they did what I told them. They played exactly what my choices were. They didn't push back, they didn't rewrite, they didn't you, you, and you, like why the four members of Queen had this magic synergy. They did what I told them. I need you, he then, that, that line caught me. He had said, I don't need you, then he says, I need you, and you need me. I love that. Queen couldn't exist without any of those four men and their different gifts and talents, and pushing back on each other, refining each other and shaping each other. And now their songs are still in our heads, years later, decades later. Which takes us to our second text for the week, which was in the lectionary, because the spirit's not messing around. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There is a variety of gifts, but always the same spirit. There is a variety of ministries, but we serve the same one. There is a variety of outcomes, but the same God is working in all of them. To each person is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. To one, the spirit gives wisdom and discourse. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. Through the Spirit, one person receives faith. Through the same Spirit, another is given the gift of healing, and still another miraculous powers. Prophecy is given to one, to another power to distinguish one spirit from another. One receives the gift of tongues, another that of interpreting tongues. But it is one and the same Spirit who produces all these gifts and distributes them as she wills. As I sat with that text, in light of these days, I heard different phrases populate from among what I have encountered and experienced in this body. If 1 Corinthians 12 were rewritten for West Hills Friends, 
to one is given the gift of loyal skepticism, checking the foundations for everyone's safety. To another is given the gift of activation for getting things done. To one is given the gift of peacemaking, soothing and mending rifts. To another is given the gift of prophetic dissent, calling us forward into deeper integrity. To another is given the gift of chutzpah, giving voice to what propriety would stifle. To another is given the gift of exuberance, a channel of God's joy. To another is given the gift of tears, a channel of God's sorrow. To another is given the gift of noticing, of pausing and pointing and saying, holy. To one is given the gift of keeping the lights on. To another is given the gift of turning the lights off and locking the doors. To one is given the gift of bringing snacks, of smiling, of hugging. We need each other. Who do you need? Who have you never considered needing? If you think of the person on the mat going through the roof, are you the person on the mat or are you lowering a rope? Are you Kevin? But my queries today are, what would you add to this list of lesser known gifts? How have you witnessed and experienced the spirit in others in this meeting? And what do you add to this list of lesser known gifts of the spirit? How is God moving and shaping us as a body? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You could check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You could also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.